Yonim that need a lot of explanation. I'd like to speak uh, today about the two Hatoyim in this week's parasha. A little about the Chet Odomarishim. And then a little about the Chet of Kayin, Kayin the Hevel. Uh, by Adam, Rabbi Shalom told Adam and Chava that on the day that you're going to eat from the Eitz Moist Thomas, that you're going to die on the day that you eat from the Eitz At the end, they both ate from the Eitz and they didn't die that day. They didn't die on the on the day that they that they ate, and that certainly needs an explanation. But the Hamayim says the Teretz. Uh, I think Rabbi Nachman says that a day of Hashem is a thousand years so uh, Adam lived a thousand years right. it's a, it's a teretz but it's not it's a more of a drushy teretz not so much a, a pshat a pshat teretz Rabbi Hanan brings uh, Yisai from the drushes around and it's a big Yisai the chlal in understanding uh, the concept of chait <coughs> and also in understanding our avayda uh, what it is that we have to accomplish. But the Ran, the Ran says very simply that Adam did tshuva. Adam, there was a punishment the day that you eat from the Eitz he's supposed to die. Adam Achav was supposed to die. But on any Einish Min HaShamayim, tshuva helps. And Adam did tshuva, and since he did tshuva, so is Miyad Neskaparloi, so Mamele he was. Aye. If he did tshuva, so why did he ever die? Why did he ever die? Adam Kaidam Achait was supposed to live forever. So why did Adam, if he did Shuvah, why, why did he die at all? So for this, the Ran uh, sets up his Yusait. He says that in Achait, there are two, two parts to an Avera. Anytime somebody does an Avera, there are two Chalakim to the Avera. One Chalak is the Merida and the Rabbi Mishalak. The fact that you don't listen to Akadish Baruch. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said that you have to do a certain thing and you didn't listen to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. so that's a merida, that's a lack of, uh, of obedience to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and for that there's an ayinish, for that there's a punishment whatever the punishment is for every, any given chayt but then there's a second thing the second thing is that the mitzvahs in the Torah and the avairs in the Torah are not arbitrary Rabbi Shalom didn't just uh, say Sheikh Alulav in an estrig because he uh, couldn't think of anything better to tell us to do. It's in the mitzvahs of the Bria that every mitzvah and every Aveira does something. Every mitzvah creates a positive Kayach in the Bria. Mitzvahs, it's a fact, a physical fact. And every Aveira creates a, a Yerida in the Bria. And that's also a fact. It's, it's not together Einish. It's a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah that a, a, that a mitzvah that a mitzvah, like we say in the in the uh, in the Rebbeinu Shalom, we say by Sviras Haimer, Masakin Esayilamayis, Sheni Masakin Esayilamayis. What does it mean, Masakin Esayilamayis? I don't know exactly what it means, but it means that it does something. Every mitzvah does something. So the Ran says there are two there are two dinim in a, in a mitzvah. And there are two there are two things that happen in Avera. One thing is the Einish, which is an Einish for a lack of being obedient to Hakadosh Baruch, and for that. The Ran says Tshuva helps. And since Adam did Tshuva, so he erased the Einish. The Einish was gone. But there's a second thing. The second thing is that every Avera Lamaisa causes a Kilkel in the Bria. 
every time a person does an Aveira it does something to him it does something it's an Atsiyas in the, the Bria so if you have a person who goes and he breaks his neighbor's window and then he feels bad he does truth so the Barsham will be Michael him for breaking it somebody has to ask Mechila too but the window won't become fixed again not suddenly that the window is going to be fixed whatever happened in the Mitzias what you broke is broken and that's the Mitzias in the Bria so the Ram says that this which is an Einish for lack of obedience Takadish Baruch Hu Shalom is Michael you did Shuvah but this which you cause the Pagam and the Bria which every Avera causes the Pagam and the Bria that's something which uh, which is a Mitzias it's a Mitzias that doesn't, that doesn't just disappear it's very hard to get rid of it very hard. A person could, there's a level where a person gave it, could, could overcome that too. But that's not, uh, it's not an automatic thing that if you do tshuva, it automatically goes away. So Adam's tshuva took away the ayinish that they eat, you have to die. But it did not take away the pagam and the bria. There was already a pagam and the bria. The man became mortal. That uh, Adam, Chava became mortal people, people that ultimately die. And that remained. That's the Matthias and the bria. And that remained. That Adam and Chava ultimately die. That's the Razi side. Rabbi Chanan uses this to explain uh, Kedarkai, a number of uh, halachas. For example, the din of mitzvahs tzrichas kavana. The fact that mitzvahs need kavana. So there's a machlaik that says, you know, the Gemara, mitzvahs tzrichas kavana, kavana is ma'akiv in a mitzvah, it's not ma'akiv in a mitzvah. What's the machlaik? So Rabbi Chanan says, well, if you do a mitzvah without kavana, what does that mean? I mean, let's say you play Shifer just for, me, for the fun of it. You're playing music, you're blowing Shifer. It's a Kalish year. So, such a person, Lamaisa, if you're blowing Shifer on Rosh Hashanah, the Tikkun and the Bria is happening. The Mitzvah is happening. The Mitzvah, you're blowing Shifer. If you do it without Kavan. But the other Chalik, the part that you're being obedient and listening to Hashem, that's not happening. So, you're not doing it with the Kavan to listen to HaKadish Baruch. So, Kozma, you're not doing it with the Kavan to listen to HaKadish Baruch. So for that, uh, that's missing. So the man Yama who says Mitzvahs ain't Srichas Kavana, he holds. That Avada, it's better if you have Kavana. But it's enough if the Mitzvah, you're doing the Mitzvah. The one who says Mitzvahs Srichas Kavana says, no, the Mitzvah has to have both Chalakim. It has to have two things. It has to have the Chalak, which is a Tikkun and the Bria, which is the Mitzvah of the Mitzvah. And it also has to have the chalik which is a uh, which is showing obedience to Hashem showing obedience to Hashem is he have to know that Rabbi Shalom told you to do it or also the, so he also to with kavana, which means you have to have kavana because you do a mitzvah so here somebody does mitzvah without a kavana, it's a hechetimza where you have the second the second din the, the tikkun and the bria without the first din the union of being uh, somebody who is obedient to the Rabbi Shalom you could have a fakerta case uh, as well there's a chazal which everybody seems to know that if somebody rots a lasse's mitzvah if you want to do a mitzvah benenas v'layasa my lalav ha-kadosh baruch if you meant to do you wanted to do a mitzvah and uh, you're not able to do it because you're an ayinist so my lalav ha-kadosh baruch baruch looks at it as if you did so so that seems to say that as long as you want to do the mitzvah, man. Huh? We don't say command. We don't say command. As I told you, listen, man, that we don't say command right? That we don't say that if you're an einis, it's as if you did the mitzvah. I the Gemara says, "My love, Hakadosh Baruch Hu Kiluasa." So B'chanan learns that the same thing, just the reverse. It's totally in these two things. There are two parts of mitzvah. 
One is the the obedience to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and one is the tikkun that the mitzvah to us. If you're ratzalaseis mitzvah, you wanted very much to do a mitzvah. You went and you, you got yourself a shayfer and you blew as hard as you could to blow shayfer, and nothing, no, no sound came out. You couldn't do it. You don't know how to blow. So you're a nightmare. You want to be a person in the place. You can't get anybody else to do it. So the fact that you're the first din that you're obedient Takadish Baruch Hu, you wanted to do a mitzvah, you put your effort into it, that you have. Ratzalaseis mitzvah in my love, Baruch Hu goes on the chelik that you are obedient to Hashem and you wanted to do the mitzvah. But the second chelik, the chelik that you that every mitzvah does a tikkun in the bria that you don't have because lemaisa it's a mitzvah. If you do a mitzvah, you have a tikkun in the bria. If you didn't do it, the tikkun doesn't exist. So the second thing you don't have. So bekitzer, what comes out is there are two. Every key of mitzvah and every avera has two parts. The fact that you're showing your your rutzin to listen to Hashem, and the mitzvah that whatever it is that the mitzvah to zayf. Where Rabbi is saying you can have two cases where you can have one and not the other. If you do mitzvah without a kavana, you have to tick on, but you don't have the, the fact that you, you're obedient to Hakadosh Baruch If you're rotzalasis mitzvah so the obedience to Hashem that you have, but the kiyama mitzvah lamaisa that you don't have, the payim you don't have it. So with this Rabbi Chanan deals with a what's really a very difficult philosophical shiloh. Well, what's the din? How does the Kodesh Baruch look at it? When you have a Russian, you have a Shah in the world, they don't care about the Bayer Yalom, they don't care about his mitzvahs, but they're good people. They do a lot of chesed. They say lies. They, uh, they have tremendous kibbutz aim. They give tzedakah. How does everybody Shah look at that? It's such a person. Could be a person, could have a hamoyin of mitzvahs. Could be maybe even more than a Daveris. But, um... How does, a, how does a person how does a Hashem look at that so the Gemara says at the end of the first paragraph of Akama I think it's after Zion that Yermia was misfoul that when a Russia gives tzedakah HaKadosh Baruch Hu should make that it should come into the hands of people that are not in Shibalei Malik it shouldn't go to good people that's what the Gemara says Yermia had uh, people that were right of him Anshay Anasais the people of the city of Anasais he was a spell, let, the, let them not be much after that tzedakah shouldn't come into good hands. I, what does that help? Ratzalasis mitzvah, alaynas, alayasa, kiloasa. So Bukharan says, no, when a Russia does a mitzvah, he does chesed. Why is he doing chesed? Because Hashem said, no. He's doing chesed because he has a good heart. Such a person, the chelika mitzvah of obedience to Hashem that he doesn't have, the chelika mitzvah that he's being obedient to the Rabbi Nishalim he doesn't have. Just what does he have? That Lamaisa there's a certain tikkun in the Bria. So for that he was Mespal, let the tikkun the Bria not take place. And that way what? That's good for everybody. That's good for the person who gets the tzedakah too. It's true. But Mitzad the Russia, if the tikkun in the Bria doesn't happen, if there is no tikkun in the Bria, so Lamaisa he's missing both. The obedience he doesn't have because he never had in the first place. Just if he's going to end up giving tzedakah to good people, It'll end up with we'll get schar, and you'll get schar for listening to Hashem, but the tikkun will take place. It was astounded that the Rishon shouldn't have that. The Kamim Rishon, they shouldn't have it. And if you look around today, you'll see. 
I don't say that every Friday Yid is a Russia, but there's a Hamoyin of Roshoyim Yidin who uh, who give charity to uh, to groups that uh, that you would call in Shidalaimaili. You know the uh, also support whether they're the so-called gay groups or the you know it's always it's always the Jewish. Uh, it's not always. There's some Jews who have uh, who have a different sense. But this idea of Inshidlai Marli that uh, that you see in the Brit you see sometimes in the world sometimes you can see it. But anyway, the aside, what? I suppose it could be a good thing, but you know, take it for animal shelters also. You know. it's, uh, very strange plaques and very strange places all over the world. So uh, you know, somebody put his name on a shopping mall. What does the think? His name on a shopping mall. So what system does he have? I don't know. From this, all good things. At any rate, the, 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 but the Yisrael Hadavar is, and something we have to understand in Avaydis Hashem, is that a mitzvah does something, it creates something, and an Avera also, Loyaleinu, it creates, it's Uzayt, it's Payal, it does something in the Bria. And in our Avaydis Hashem, we have to understand it because it's Lamaisa. It's very Lamaisa. There are people who struggle with different areas in Avaydis Hashem. Somebody struggles with getting up for davening. Somebody struggles with Kavana and Davening. Someone struggles with Hasmadim and learning. Everybody has areas that they struggle in. Lamaisa, person feels, you know, I really want. And then something happens, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't come easily. Why? If you really want, why isn't there a Shalom let it come easily? But there's a Metzius in the Bria that if you're Mizalzal in something, if you're in the past labor on certain things, there's a certain kilkel that takes place. You have to expect that it's going to be harder for you to be Mizal. You have to expect it. It's all it's all a chelik in the brain. When a Kaddish Baruch who created the world, there were two parts to the Bria. There is the Chaimer and the Tzura. What the Bali Mashava call Chaimer. Chaimer, what's Chaimer? Let's say you want to you want to put up a you want to build a building. So you get cement. You have to make cement. You get you get sand. You get water. That's Chaimer. Chaimer is the sand, the water, the bricks. That's the chaymer. The tzura is that you put it together into a certain form. You, you, you mix the sand and the water, you create cement, you put cement between the bricks. That's tzura. Or anything you create needs the chaymer. You bake a cake. So you need flour and water and eggs and sugar. That's the chaymer. That goes into it. And then you give it a tzura. You give it a form. You mix it. You braid it. You form it. You bake it. When Hashem created the world, you had two parts to the bria. Is the Chaimer. Hashem created every bit of uh, matter in the world. And then there's the Tzura. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave it a Tzura. It's a beautiful world. Hashem created trees and uh, pastures and uh, mountains and valleys. That's the Tzura. In the Torah, it doesn't describe anywhere the creation of Chaimer. As a matter of fact, the Ramban right away says in the beginning, Everything, all the Chaimer and the Bria was created at the first day. Everything that's described in the Sheshesi Mebreshes is Tzura. It's to give it form. So the Rabbi says, Hashem created everything in the beginning. And then, Hashem wanted to create man. Hashem didn't make a new Yesh Me'ayin. Hashem took together the sin, and the, however it is, Hashem put together a form of a human being, and He gave it Chiyos. So that means all the Chaimer was created right at the first instance. When we read the first Aliyah, we're going through a description of creating of Tzura. 
The question is, well, why is it that way? If you were God, and you had to create the whole world. So it's a, it's not, it doesn't sound like the way you would do it. You know, first day you create whatever is needed the first day. Second day, I mean, Hashem understood that it needs seven days. Why spread it over, over ten, ten um, why, why, if you're spreading the tzura over ten amiris, because that's the way Yudhra Shalom understood. So why not create the chaymer? Why not on the, on the fifth day, snap your fingers or whatever it is Hashem does, and suddenly there are birds. Right? Hashem had to take avir and eretz and mayim and mix it together and make birds. She just snapped her fingers and bang, there are birds. Hashem didn't do that. Hashem created everything. The chaymer was created the first day, the first instant, before the voracious. And then, the whole thing is a description of, of creating, of giving surah. So I heard from Rosh Shapiro, one of his svarim. He said because we people are supposed to imitate Hashem. The avoid of a human being in this world, everything we do is to do what the Rabbi Shalom did. It's not a hard job to create chaymer. We can't create chaymer. We can't create yesh me'ayin. It's not our job to create something from nothing. Our job is to take what we have and give it surah, and give it form. That's what the Rana say. That when you do a mitzvah, you, you create a mitzvah, you do something to the Bria. You give it surah, you give it a certain form. Who do you give form to when you do a mitzvah? What do you give form to? To yourself. When a person sits and learns, he gives himself a certain surah. He's chaymer. A person is, uh, a person is dust, a person is earth. The person is nothingness. But he gives that chaymer that Hashem created, he gives it surah through his learning, through his davening, through his chesed. A person, a person gets surah, and, and that surah is what remains. When it comes to Elam Abba, the chaymer disappears. What remains is only the surah that a human being gives himself in this world. Because the chaymer goes back to, uh, the dust goes back to where it came from. What remains is only the tzura that a person has. That's Elam Abba. Elam Abba is what you, re- what you remain with. It's a strange thing that in this world, when we think of ourselves, we look at ourselves in the mirror and that's how we have a picture of ourselves. It's not us. It's just the way we, we, we view ourselves in this world. It's the chaymer that we are. But what, we, what really, what every mitzvah does is it creates, gives a certain tzura to a person. That tzura, it's, it's a spiritual tzura. And you can see it. Somebody is sensitive. You meet somebody you haven't seen in five years. You talk to him for two, three minutes, you can see right away, and you can't see exactly, but you can see a little wave holding in his avaitis Hashem. You look at him, you see a person, a of people, it's a certain surah that people have. Now that's why the Oinshim and Oilam are always compared to Maya, the Mabel. And Gehenim is always called Aish. What's the difference between a punishment of a flood and a punishment of fire? Because a flood doesn't destroy the chaymer. The chaymer remains. If there's a flood, what happens? If you have a, a keli made out of clay and you soak it, so it becomes a lump of clay. The chaymer remains. The tzura disappears. So when Hashem brought a marble on the world, it started again. So Hashem destroyed the tzura. The marble remains. And the, the, the chaymer remains. But in Eilam Abba, it's just the opposite. Fire destroys the chaymer. In Eilam Abba, in this world, we can't have a tzura without a chaymer. But in Eilam Abba, what remains is the tzura, what a person gives himself. The form that a person gives himself. And that's what Rabbi Hanan is saying. Rabbi Hanan is saying that when a person is Mekayim Mitzvahs in this world, when a person 
puts in a little more time into his learning, a little more effort into his davening, the person goes out of his way to do a chesed to somebody. It's a tikkun in the person. It changes the person. The person remains with more. That's the entire avayda of Eilam The whole avayda of Eilam is a short period of time that we're in this world. We're given chaymer because he can't act in this world unless he has hands and feet and eyes and a mouth. But it's a short-lived thing. Bodies don't last very long. Eventually a body disappears. And what remains? What remains is the tzura that you give yourself. The tikkun that there is in the Kiyama Mitzvah. It's an investment. A person sits and learns that's the investment that a person that person gives himself. That requires the pile. That requires it, the pile for it to happen. So this is the site of the Ran. The Ran's side <coughs> that every mitzvah, you know, it's always nice to talk about mitzvahs and to talk about events. You know, we like to feel good. You feel good when you talk about mitzvahs and giving yourself a good surah. You know, you can talk the same speech about Averis and what it does to the surah of a person. You know, the Abiziyainis and the Ilum Ha'emis. There's no question. All, all the Bali Mashava agree that a person can be very embarrassed in the Ilum Ha'emis. So you have somebody who comes to Yeshiva and, uh, you know, he splits his pants. It's very embarrassing. You, know, you try to get home as soon as you can. Right? Very embarrassing. So imagine you have someone who came and he forgot to put on pants. Extremely embarrassing. Come to your shoe, you realize you're not wearing pants. Very busyness. In the island of Abba, they have people who don't have pants. You know, they just didn't get it. There are people in Ilam Abba who have, you know, in this world, there are people who live in fancy neighborhoods. There are people who live in slums. There are people who are very poor and they're ashamed to take their, their friends to the house because it's a very poor home. In Ilam Abba, they're also slums and nice homes and fancy homes. What you have is what you give yourself in this world, whatever tzura you give yourself. Whatever a person is kind in this world, that's what he has. If the person dies, the chaymer is gone, that's it. And whatever tzura you created, that's what you have. You know, the Abizyan is there too. But the problem is there, you can't, uh, you know, come to yeshivas, you can quickly run home and uh, put the pants back on. But, uh, you know, over there, it's hard to get the pants once you don't have pants, you know. So, you know, they go ghoulim. People come back to this world. It depends what they're missing. But uh, it's busy. The avayda, you have to think of it that way. When you do a mitzvah, it, it gives you something. It increases the bank account. When you don't have ever oil, I know it takes it away. So that's the site of the Ran, of Ochanan. is the beginning of the Kavitz Mamarim. It's about page 12, 13 in the Kavitz Mamarim. And it's also printed in the back of Yavam. It's in the Kavitz Haris. This is the aside from the tshuva of Adam Elisha. Let's talk a little about Kayin. Totally different message from Kayin. Kayin and Hevel. <coughs> uh, we don't understand exactly the level that Kayin and Hevel are on. They broke Harbanis, Takadish Baruch We're not talking about two fighting little kids that fight all the time. We're talking about some... Anshay Kaidish, that were on a certain Mila and nevertheless the Torah is given to us to understand on our level. We have to try to understand a little bit of the message of the story of Cain and Hevel, of actually the hate of Cain. Cain came to kill his brother. Uh, you know, we didn't come to kill somebody, you know. If you, if you watch T V and you know you hear about killing people, so you can think of killing people. Someone who never thought of killing people like you. So the Bali Mashavah say, say very strange things. If you look here in, in Rashi, Rashi says that Kayin 
brought pishtan, he brought uh, flax. So the Maral Rashi says, right, so it says Kayim brought flax, and uh, Hevel brought Sain, brought wool. And that's why pishtan and Semer are shatnas, you can't mix it together, because Kayim and Hevel, you know, it doesn't mix. What it has to do exactly, we have to understand, but... But the Maral says that when Kayim brought pishtan, because pishtan is somehow, a sim- symbolizes Kayim. It's a symbol of Kayim. And when Hevel brought Tzamer, somehow that symbolizes what, what the Hevel stood for. It's all needs explanation. The Mishnah and Chelek Dalid talks about it a little bit in, in page, I think it's 177-178. Without getting into the Pishtan and Tzamer, I'd like to explain to you a little bit on, on, my own, on our own simple level. After this, you can try to go back to Mr. Milio and understand it a little deeper. But there's a very important aside uh, that we have to be aware of. <coughs> a Bukhar. Kayin was the first Bukhar in the world. A Bukhar is something special. Isn't a Bukhar something special? B'ni B'chayri Yisrael. Hashem and Pastor Shemayi, Pastor Rabbeinu comes to Parai, so you should know Parai, B'ni B'chayri Yisrael. Kayin is my Bukhar. He's a Bukhar. Uh, the whole Bria. We're, we're the Bukhar. Bukhar is special. Bukhar gets a double chaylet. And a Bukhar was supposed to do the Avaid in the base of Nidash, if not for the Maisa Egel. That means there's something special about being a Bukhar. Bukhar is the firstborn. He didn't do anything to deserve it. He just, uh, you know. But a Bukhar is a Bukhar, something special. Yeah. So I'm a Bukhar. I'm sure many of you are Bukhar. So there's something special in being a Bukhar. Right? That's all in theory. Lamaisa, it seems that every Bukhar is a flop. If you learn through Chumash and Navi, the Bukhar flapped everywhere. Starts from Kayin. If the Bukhar, he messes up. So from who does the world come? Comes from Shay. They go next week, Pashas Noyach. So, who do you even come from? They come from the Bukhar. So the Pasik says, it's Shame is Chemes Yafes. Oh, Shame is the Bukhar. Rashi says, no, Shame is not the Bukhar. Put him first, because he was the most Chash. So it wasn't the Bukhar. No, Sabram was the Bukhar. No. Yitzchak was the Bukhar. At least he was a Bukhar to his mother, not his father. Yaakov was a Bukhar, Yaakov wasn't a Bukhar. David Amelech was a Bukhar, the youngest. Maishur Abbein was a Bukhar. Shwalanavi, who, who was a Bukhar? Who from the big man in Kaiso was a Bukhar? Seems just like, yeah, I'm a Bukhar. So what do I get for being a Bukhar? I confessed on Erev Pesach. Is there anything else? Alright, if you're Yisrael, so there's a Pidyan Abbein. Of course, you also have a Mitzvah. It's not a small thing, it's a Mitzvah. But there's almost nothing, you know, like, in theory, <coughs> being a Bukhar is great shakes. Big deal. Lamaisa, in the Lamaisa of it, every Bukhar seems to flap. Who, who's the Bukhar? The Shvatim? Ruvay. No, so what do you have from being a Bukhar? So, you know, Pachas Kamayim al Taisar. Ruvay lost the Bukhari, he wasn't Kayan. Kuna went, Levia went to, uh, went to Levi, who wasn't a Bukhar. Malchus went to Yehuda, who wasn't a Bukhar. And, uh, and Bechaira went, uh, went at least to Yosef. Yosef was at least a Bechar to one side. But then Yosef has two children, Menashe and Ephraim. So who takes over? But Yosef says, Ephraim will say Menashe. You know? So even there, the Bechar loses out, right? Menashe is the oldest. No, Menashe is the second. Ephraim goes first. <coughs> it seems every... You know, it's a very interesting thing. Every one of the Bechairim... Yaakov really had four Bechair. He had His Bechar was Ruvain. But he had four wives. So who are the Bechairim in the Shvatim? It was Ruvain, and it was God, and it was Don, 
And it was Yosef. Yosef who became an Asher of Ephraim. So it was Menashe. You realize that all four Bechayrim messed up their Nachla and Eretz Yisrael. Some more, some less. Ru, who are the three that took Eber Yardin? It was Ruven, God, and Chatzishev and Menashe. Right? They saw Eber Yardin, they liked it, they took it. The three, again, the three, that was the Bechayrim. They took the Chayrim Kabachayrim. So they took Eber Yardin, which the Rabbi was not happy with. Chazal say, Nachla, Mubuhelis, Barishayna, Kamachrisa, Loisavarech. The Bechayrim, Ruven, the ones who took Eber Yardin, Nachla, Mubuhelis, Barishayna, it was a Nachla that was taken by Bahala. Gamachrisa like Sephardic wasn't get benched. They were the first ones to go to Galus. So who was left done? I said, I don't know if you learned Navi. Yeshua said, Don also. Don wasn't happy with his chalik. So Don went. So Yeshua said, You want to go up to Syria and capture part of Syria? So you have Don also took a part of Eretz Yisrael with Laris. So you have four Shvatim, is that a coincidence? All four that took part that were not part of Eretz Yisrael proper, they're all the four Bechayrim. The four Bechayrim. What's the Nakuda that, uh, what's this business with the Bechayra that it seems that every time uh, something happens with a Bechayra that it seems to, uh, it seems to mess up. The, uh, the Kayach of a Bechayra is a Kayach of Gevura. Bechayra is Reishasayni, a certain freshness, a certain overachieving that a Bechar, not every Bechar is the same. But that's the potential that a Bechar has. And the Maral's Lush in the Bakayan is that Gevura is Pishtan, for whatever reason Pishtan is Gevura. And, uh, and his Midah was the Midah of Gevura, which is a Midah of strength. And, and right, Ruven was Pachat Kamayim. Ruven was Pachat Kamayim. He rushed to do whatever it is that he rushed to do. The Midah of a Bechar is a Midah of it's like a type A personality, a person who jumps into things, who rushes into things, who's eager, who's, who's very active, not lazy. I will say, you know, Bechar is lazy, so yeah, you know, I see what he's lazy for. It depends where you want him. But, uh, but Lamaisa, the Mida of a Bechar, is to be a doer, is Gevura, to be active. That's the Mida of a Bechar. And it's a great Mida. It's a fantastic Mida. By the way, why women don't have Bechayra. A woman who's the firstborn doesn't get, a, doesn't get any extra chalik. Doesn't have anything. Even the little bit that we have, but by the case it doesn't apply. I, Reish Yisaini, applies to Bechayra. But no, the Midah of Gevura is a male Midah. A woman is passive. A Midah is to be passive. A, woman, a man's Midah is an activity. So the Midah of a Bechayra is to be active, to be a doer. So why, why did all the Bechayra flop? Every Bechayra that flopped at least to the extent that we see it that it's revealed to us in Tanakh every Bechar that flopped you go through all the Bechairim it came from being people who couldn't hold themselves in they got interested in something uh, aggravated about something uh, if something became important to them and the Bahala they rushed to do it that's what happened to, to, that's what happened that's what happened to Kai Kai got upset got aggravated he rushed to kill Rashi says he didn't even know how do you kill people at least he should have went near the Shadow, how do you kill somebody? So Rashi says he didn't know how to kill him. So he went over to Hevel and he squeezed every part of him until he found it. If you squeezed the frog long enough, so, yeah. so he discovered how to kill people. But he rushed, he went with a, with a rush. And that rush was the rush which caused the, which caused the, uh, the problem, Ruvain. So we find three mistakes that Ruvain did. Right? That Alisa Mishkabe Avicha. 
that he rushed when uh, Rachel died. He rushed to, to move Leia's bed into Yaakov's tent without asking, without doing. He covered up the Emai. He ran to do it. Right. That's the, and the second thing is what he told when he wanted to go down to when when Yosef was in Mitzrayim and he held on to Shimon. So uh, Yaakov said, "I'm not sending Binyamin down to Mitzrayim." So Ruvay said, Shnei Barai Tomos, let my two children die if I don't bring Binyamin back. So Rashi brings it that Yaakov told me, Shnei Barai Tomos, you think I want your two kids to die? That's how you... But that was Ruvay, immediately. Yehuda came later, Yehuda thought it out, and Yehuda came with whatever proposition he made. Ruvay knew immediately. The same thing, the Shvatim, Ruvay and God, they saw Eber Ayardin, it looked good to them. They were interested, you know, they have people like that. First thing they see, they buy. They rush into it. They buy it. They don't go looking at it, all the possibilities. They rush and they, they take the first thing. That's a midah of Pachas Kamayim. So Ruvay saw Eber Yard. He didn't even see Eretz Yisrael. You know, they saw Eber Yard. It looked good. They grabbed it. What happened with Eretz Maybe Eretz Yisrael is better. But that's, that's the rushing into it. That's the midah of the Bachar. And that's the midah which... Which Nachlam of Uhelas Barishaina, it's a Bahala. Kamachrisala Savara. Ah, you'll ask me a Kasha. If Bakar is a bad Mida, so why in theory is Bakar such a good thing? Why I'm telling you Bakar is not a good thing, it's Pachat Kamayan. Something which Batsam is no good. So why why do we talk about it like it's a good thing? The answer is that of course it's a good thing. In Ruchni is it's a very good thing. The problem is when it's, when it's misused, when a person rushes into things without making the proper rushes to kechesh it's bad. And I don't have not good. And I don't have bad. Well, that's kulei rushni, the chayr is good. In this world, you know, Ruvain he ignored the rushni of Eretz Yisrael. He saw kulei mashka and he grabbed it. In avodas Hashem, pachas kamayim is a good midah. Pachas kamayim it happens to be in the brachas of Yaakov Avinu. But I'll tell you, but you can't, uh, you can't be the leader if you're Pachas Kamayim. But rushing and jumping into things is not a bad thing. What a person has to do with the rest of his So Kayin was the Bukhar. In a perfect world, it's great. Pachas Kamayim. In an imperfect world, in a world where people get angry, it's a very bad thing. Talking about us, I think we don't have a problem of too much pachas kamayim. When we get angry, it's a problem. But in Avaidah Hashem, we need more of this Avaidah pachas kamayim. Whatever it was that Kayin had, Kayin used it for something bad. But this Midah of Givura, of being able to run into things, we need more of it, not less of it. We need to have a proper Midah of, of running into things. I'm not just talking about the usual Muslims and about you know coming to Seyed on time and uh, and getting to davening on time you know Pachas Kamayim jumping out of bed in the morning that's Pshita but I mean that the Midah of Ruvain Ruvain made a mistake he took Eber Ayarday and he shouldn't have it was Ruchnius but in Gashmius Pachas Kamayim if you go to the store to buy a suit so you know I also go to buy a suit in the store I also go buy a hat in the store and I see people there, yeshiva light. Takes them hours. I mean, not hours. Takes them an hour to find the right. I don't be waiting online. 
I mean, I mean you've all seen it. You look at one, look at the other, you know, I'll buy a suit. It takes people a very long time. The chassanim have to get apartments. You know, it's a necessary evil in life that a chassan has to get certain things. You know, that's where Pachas Kamayim would be a good meter. When Ruben went to the store, so he got a hat, you know, so he didn't look at 16 hats, he looked at the first, no one takes the first one. The guy in the store already told me, I went with my kids, but give him the first one, the wrong size and the wrong shape, you know, because the first one I could take anyway, so, you know, it's like a waste of time to, uh, you know, a waste of time to, you know, to spend your effort giving him something good, so, you know. But the Mida of a Bachar, where you put Ruchmi's first, is a good, good Mida. To be over-involved in Gashmi's is not a good thing. A person that has to use that nida in the right place. People, and it's not vicious. It's just the misplacing of, of uh, values. You're a chassan, you have to get an apartment. So you look at an apartment, let me tell you. What do you have to look at? If it's an apartment in the 21st century in Brooklyn, whichever apartment it is, it'll be fine. It's important to you is only one thing. The color has to like it. If she likes it, everything else will be fine. If she doesn't like it, you're finished. It doesn't matter. If you think it's a great apartment, she doesn't like it, don't push your luck, you know. The worst curse that could happen is that she listens to you and you take it. Because if she's unhappy, you're not going to be happy. You know, a husband's job is let his collar look at some apartments and he has to come in and say, wow, it's perfect. It's just right. And you know something? It is. People have this column that there's a job of looking for apartments. It's, it's an Irish case. It's an Irish case, you know. The chaymer of the apartment isn't what makes it a happy house. That's a tzura. It's what, what, you, what you give it. Right? A woman has to be happy. She spends her day in the kitchen. So, so she has to be happy. But for, for guys to get over-involved in hats and shoes, and, you know, it's, it's too much. And probably what I do is also too much. But, so I've talked to myself about it too. But there's a point where it becomes absurd. Where it becomes ridiculous. I mean, I could day kama, you know, until how much? My own kids, I can't tell this. I take my kids to the store, let them look and look, you know. The father has to humor his children. But the MS is that it's, it's absurd, it's ridiculous. I guarantee you, whatever you'll buy, you'll be fine. I mean, you're not going to listen to me at Kadei Kach, you're just going to tell them, put the hat in the box, and I'll take it home without putting it on. So, you know, whatever you'll take, will be fine. Your first choice, your second choice, your third choice, it'll be okay. It'll be okay, it's not going to... And I guarantee you, your shoes, it doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't matter. Even if you're still single and you have to go on dates, she's not going to care what kind of shoes you wear. It's not going to matter. Whatever shoes you have will be fine. With a pointed front or a square, uh, it doesn't matter. But you have to wake up and realize. The mida of Gevura, of a Bachar, is self-discipline. Is to be, to be able to, to go into things quickly. It doesn't matter. A lot of these things don't matter. You know, a guy gets married and, you know, People get carried away when they get married. They get carried away with looking for things, with buying things, with getting things at just the right price. You know, you're in Kyle. You have to. It's true. You're in Kyle. You want to buy things in a place where it's cheaper. But for a guy to get so orangutan in it, you know, there's some guys that are totally. Uh, I am not joking. A, husband, uh, a young man who's learning in Kyle once asked me a shayla. Is a mutter to go to Shoprite and buy cornflakes when it's on sale? And the next week to return it, and they give you the regular price back. Yes, me the Tzadina Geneva, if that's what. So, the Tzadina Geneva, of course it's Oster, I mean. But is that the point, is the Geneva? The point is, like, where's your head? Are you sitting in Kyle, that's what he's thinking? 
you know, how he can make the, you know, cornflakes, he has a, you know, he has a coupon, he can get 50 cents off, so he buys it, and later he says, I don't want it, he returns it, so they give him the price plus the 50 cents. So this is where his head is, this is why his, he thinks to put it, sit and learn. His mind should be on all these ingenious uh, ways of getting, become very rich from it, you know. <laughs> when you hold day in shop, you get very rich from it. But people get carried away, you should know, you can laugh at it, but when it comes to life, you can easily get sucked into it. That's the whole Bidi Bechayri Yisrael. Bechayri Yisrael went, they left Mitzrayim, they ran into the Midbar. Believe me, they woke up the next day and they said, what do we do? We went into a place, I mean later they complained, you know, there's no water here, there's no uh, pizza shop at lunchtime, there's, no, there's nothing here. It wasn't easy. But that's Bidi Bechayri Yisrael, that's the Midah of Bechayri be able to jump into things. What does that mean? That means if you're shopping for a chavrusa, don't jump into something. You have to think. What's the best chavrusa for you? You try to decide what Masech to learn. Don't jump. You don't jump into, into ruchni. It's like that. You have to think. What's the best thing? You're looking to, to buy a house. You don't just jump into, jump into buying a house. You have to look a lot. But not, not only look at the house. You have to look at the neighborhood. Is there a place to learn? Is there a neighborhood where people sit and learn at night? Is there a mismedrish at night? Now people spend all their effort they're looking for five years for a house why do they buy a house then they say hey is there a place to dab around here <laughs> yeah. that means what are they doing they're shopping for a house and, uh, and what are they looking for yeah. so uh, you know when I was looking for, uh, for a house 20 years ago so uh, we wanted to buy in Borough Park Borough Park then was uh, Yeshiva Belt was mostly in Borough Park we couldn't afford it then Flappish was much cheaper we started on Flappish so we saw a house so my father, Oliver Shalom, said, okay, you have to check it out. He'd like to check it out. So what did he do? He didn't look at the house. He drove down the block. And he looked, if they were from a Yidl. So my master, he saw Hasidish Yidl was on the block. And I said, okay, the from block, it's fine. Yeah. That's, how you, that's how you case a joint. That's how you look for a house. You know, you're looking at the from neighborhood. It's a place where people learn at night. But no, people look, you know, if you get a marble bathroom, a plain bathroom, or that's why we have wives. They look at all the narishkaiten, and they're happy with the house. You know, they make sure, and, and you know, the, the husband has to worry about paying the bills and about kashmias and about being able to live in the house. That's that's all. It's all. Tachas kamayim, the kayach of a bechar is a tremendous kayach. Whether you're a bechar, you're not a bechar. And Rashi says that all the brachas went to all the twelve shvatim. There's a lesson to be learned. There's a kayach of tachas kamayim. Kayim was the bechar. The world should have continued from kayim. But Kai made a mistake. He used his kaiches in the wrong in the wrong direction. He used his kaiches instead of using his kaiach apasas kamayim to ignore Gashmias, He did just the opposite. When it came to Gashmias, he cared. The nicest things he kept for himself. Right? He went to bring sheep to the rabbi Nishalayim. So he went and he made sure the nice ones he brought home. I don't know if he had a wife. He didn't have a wife at that point. But you know, he brought home the nicest things and they brought everything else to the rabbi Nishalayim. So he used pachas kamayim in the wrong in the wrong area. But Pachas Kamayim is a tremendous kayach. It's a tremendous power that a person has. You have to use it in the right direction. Gevura is a power to ignore the Narish Kaidim. To ignore the silliness. A man comes home, and you know, and uh, he's in a rush. He's not in a rush nowadays. He's not in a rush. So he has to have his priorities right. You know, supper's not ready. He gets all upset. You know, Pachas Kamayim here. That's not Pachas Kamayim. doesn't mean that you should, you should be able to eat. Pachas Kamayim means that you should be able to be nice. You should be able to have uh, proper shalom bayis. That's pachas kamayim. Be able to rush into things that, that create the right, uh, the right, uh, whatever's ruchnius with a cheshbon, whatever's gashmius.
that's the Kayach of Kayin, that's the Kayach of Bachar. And I think that if you stay tuned to what a Bachar is, and you learn Nach, you learn whatever still Bachar, you'll see it to your side, and you'll see that it fits in already in many places where it talks about a Bachar. It's not David's oldest brother, it fits in beautifully. When it talks about Bachar, you'll see that this Yisai, the Pachas Kamayim, it really fits in well. I've got Shabbos everything.